Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Unto the Breach, a podcast about movies, games, and beyond. So, long story short, this past week, Joe and I took a week off from recording. Uh, just our schedules didn't line up. No big deal. We'll be back next week with another episode. But I decided that this week would be good to give you all some of our extra bits. Basically, whenever I'm editing, if there's some extra banter that Joe and I have that I think is good, but not necessarily on subject, I'll save it and I have it stored away for a rainy day. And well, it's a rainy day. I haven't quite edited it together yet at the time of me recording this intro, but I imagine it'll be fairly short. There we go. Okay, uh, I went ahead and hit record right away. I figure we could have our small talk lead into uh, whatever the meat and potatoes are. Uh, but yeah, so how have you been, Joe? All right. Yeah? Yeah. I think I think last time we talked, you wanted to rant to me about something, didn't you? Oh, that was Facebook video. Yeah, do you still want to rant about it or not? Was that Facebook video? I think so. Like, I remember you said you had a tough day at work, and you said, remind me to rant about Facebook video. So, here you no, go. Yeah, that was, that was Facebook video. Facebook video sucks. Okay. Uh, what happened? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to block it out. Man, that was a bad night. Okay. So, just, we'll leave it at that. Facebook video sucks. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, you Mark could do Zuckerberg's. better. Mark Zuckerberg sucks. Yeah. Mark, you could just, like link to youtube instead that'd be great mm -hmm. or can old people just start using youtube well uh, so i don't have to upload things to stupid facebook video yeah i, I totally understand I, that, that'd be great that'd be really cool yeah well i know um where i work we're using youtube instead of facebook video just because some of the old people don't have facebook so we well, just we're post. doing both i see but we have a proxy part. set up so we can do both. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, yeesh. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Facebook video sucks. That is yeah. Life. But other than that, things are cool. Went to Six Flags. Yeah. Days ago. Yeah. How how is Six Flags these days? Hot. Hot. Uh, how many people were there? Barely any. Yeah. Yeah. In, in case any of y'all are listening to this in the future. This is still during the time of the Rona. Mm. Like, hopefully the tail end, question mark. I hope I didn't just jinx it, but, uh, like, we're in late summer at this point when we're recording this, so. Well, uh, apparently it means that other countries are getting tenant. Oh, yeah, I saw that today. I Like, my first thought was, man, Joe's going to book a ticket to Great Britain <laughs> so he can go see tenant. No, man, actually, I really wanted to go to Japan now. Yeah? Yeah. Why'd you we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. That's fine. Ugh. Let's see. Uh, what? I had a good day today. I actually had a really good day. So, uh, my new card came in, and all the things that I couldn't impulse buy, I went ahead and got those. So. Nice. Uh, I ordered Ghost of Tsushima on Amazon. That'll mm. be getting here in the next week or two. Uh, but one game caught my eye that 
I was really interested in, but it's an older game. So uh, it's from the GameCube PS2 Xbox era. Um, it's called Lord of the Rings The Third Age. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was watching a video that was detailing like the history of Visceral Games, you know, the guys who made Dead Space. And before they were called Visceral, they were the branch of EA that worked on that game. And, you know, I had heard about the game, but never seen any gameplay. And then I saw the gameplay. I was like, oh, man, this looks like it's up my alley. I kind of want to play this. And then I looked at Amazon and it was like, you could get it for 40 bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, it ain't worth that. Uh, but I decided to go check um, a retro game store that's about 30 minutes away from my house. Um a different one than one I've been to before. You know, first time going in and, oh man, they had three copies of it. And they were all like 10 bucks. Hmm. So, uh, since I had already emotionally prepared myself to spend 40, I was like, oh. So I picked up Lord of the Rings Third Age for GameCube. Lord of the Rings The Two Towers for GameCube, which was right next to it. And then... Lego Star Wars 2 for GameCube. Nice. Yeah, so I got a pretty good haul out of that place, so I'm really excited about that. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I also got myself a copy of Final Fantasy 7. Really? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to play that? Yeah. All I'm right. going to play Final <laughs> Fantasy 7, but not the remake. Aha. Uh-huh. Not the remake. I downloaded the original version. So uh, right now they're having a sale on the Nintendo eShop, and I figured, why not? It's been well over a decade since I played Final Fantasy VII, uh, so I went ahead and downloaded it because it was 7 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's still a good game. So uh, I'll probably dive more into that a little bit later. But yeah, that, that's basically it on my end, so... You ready to get into the meat and potatoes, Joe? Well, I wasn't where we had started yet. I was just wondering, do they even make the 3DS anymore? They do, but... Like the 3D one? Like, with 3D? That You know what? That is a really good question. I think they still do, just out of formality's sake, but they produce oh. well more, way more 2DSs. Cause I, just I, like... I will bet you money they don't make a 3DS that has 3D anymore. Well, if we're re- if you're listening to this in the future, then probably not because they're probably just going to cut off production completely within a year or two from <laughs> right now. You know, July 2020, like they're going hard on the Switch as they should. Well, so I feel like the two people on the planet that wanted to buy a 3D Game Boy yeah. probably already bought it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, there's exactly. your hot take, people. <laughs> Very spicy. 3D on a handheld device is duh. Anyway. <laughs> it, it, it was about as gimmicky as it gets. Yes, but, yes. But whatever, I mean, whatever. So, so, Joe, what do you have for number nine? I, you know, it's actually funny you mentioned that. So, do you remember that YouTuber I showed you a while back? Uh, his name was Narrell. He did the motion control videos that I shared with y'all. I think so, yeah. So he did a couple of videos on uh, the impact emulation has had on both game preservation and further game development. And they're really interesting stuff. 
But one of the things he suggested is like a pipe dream that's never going to happen is Nintendo just being like, it will make a website and we'll just sell our ROMs legally because otherwise people are going to try pirating them. And it's like, you know, it's up to you to find an emulator that works. But, you know, if you want to play Super Metroid, here you go. Uh, But essentially, like, you know, the one of the benefits of emulation is preserving a game in its classic form because i mean you like i'm kind of in a a bit of a game preservation kick right now uh i discovered a bunch of old gamecube games in some of my storage bins and there are games there that like they're never going to get re-released no never and not because they weren't good games but because of the way that business dealings have been which you know (laughs) understandable because ea no longer owns the license to say lord of the rings so any Lord of the Rings games from the PS3 era and earlier that were made by EA, they're never going to get a re-release. The only way you're going to play them is secondhand these days, unless you owned the original ones back in the day. Whereas emulation, you have those. So it's like, hey, you know, I want you to, you know, let's say hypothetically you and I are in a game development studio. And I'm like, Joe, I need you to understand how this mechanic works. I need you to play... Uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King on PlayStation 2 to which you would probably say I don't own that game because it's hella rare to which I would say you didn't hear it from me but you can get this ROM and then you play it and you understand what I'm getting at and then boom game design innovation can happen now mind you that side skirts all the legal issues with pirating games which you know I uh, you know we've been kind of joking in jest but you know overall Game piracy is a no-no, but there are good things that come out of it sometimes. Like, preserving old games is important. Personally, I kind of feel like... Like, there are arguments against piracy. Like, on principle, I don't like piracy because it's like... Someone made this work that you like. They should be compensated if you like it. Mm Mm-hmm. But the argument I don't agree with is when they say a pirated copy equals one less copy sold. Because that's just not true. The idea of if you can pirate it, why would you buy it? Because I think that the evidence that that's not the case is GOG, just their existence. Right. Theoretically, with that idea, every single game that's on GOG should automatically have their sales cut by, like, in half. But that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, 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 it's when it comes to... Like, I, I've actually had times where there have been games that came out on PC. This was more in the late, in the early 2010s when PC ports were an absolute nightmare and just nobody was trying to make it work right. Mm-hmm. with the new graphics cards and stuff where there would be games that would be on sale on Steam that I'm like, I legitimately have no idea if this is going to work. And there's no demo out. There's no way to know. Mm-hmm. The only way I'm going to know this is going to work on my computer is to pirate it, install it, make sure it's running right, and then after I do that and see it's running right, I'll buy the game. Okay. And it's like, that, this wouldn't be a problem, guys, if you released demos like you used to. I see what you're saying. Which they don't do. So a lot of times, especially on PC, it it is the case of, like, we have no idea if this is going to work. 
it doesn't happen as much anymore because we have rallied against those that don't port well and yeah, you get shut do. down also the steam refund system is our friend yes it is it doesn't work like well then you, you we can return it so mm-hmm. and that is very good that is very yeah good. but when it comes to like if 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 it if it's like oh I like this game I'm gonna pirate it I never intend to pay for it ever it's like well screw you that's not that's not cool don't do that yeah exactly and yeah. I think what a lot of and you know I think a lot of folks can agree that the majority of folks who are quote unquote you know legally well not legally in a legal sense pirating games are not doing it out of that sake right a lot of times it's I'm pirating this game because it's not available in this country. Yeah, availability is a big one. You know, it's it's not available in this country. There are no they're no longer making new versions of it. So it's not like the publisher would get money from it if I bought it. Or you know, like I was saying, for the sake of reverse engineering if you're a, a developer. You know, yes today's uh, today's modders are tomorrow's game developers. I mean, look no further than Team Fortress's team. Right, mm-hmm. Team Fortress was a mod of Quake, and then it became Team Fortress Two after Valve hired the people, and they were able to do that because they were able to get into the source code and modify it. And you know that's not—they're not the only ones like that. I mean, Sonic Mania is another example. If there weren't PC versions running on emulators of the original Sonic games then these guys who were modding them wouldn't have been found by Sega and then hired to make the best Sonic game that's come out in the last 20 years. Man, can I just take a second to say, why the heck have, are they not putting that iOS version that he made, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, on Steam? It's infuriating. I just... Freaking Sega, why... Sonic the Hedgehog but, 1 is one of the most re-released games of all time. Yeah, but that port on the iOS, on iOS is so good that it's it's like it's stupid good. Mm-hmm. And but it's on iOS. You can't you're yeah. not playing Sonic on a phone. It, it, you can, and I've beaten it on the phone, but it was no picnic. Yeah. Like it's like man, if I had a controller with this, this would be the greatest thing ever. But no. But yeah. I understand, that's, man. That's, that's the other aspect, too, of when it comes to piracy, especially with Nintendo whining about it. It's like, guys, you don't have a way for us to legally obtain these games. Why is your solution... Let's get rid of, let's get rid of the only way you have it, instead of seeing it as like, hey, guys, we found a new market that yeah. is... Which they seem to have done somewhat with the NES and Super NES, but they. What about the GameCube? It's like there is exactly. no way right now to legally buy Super Mario Sunshine new, and that's a crime. Exactly, and I mean like, especially when it comes to like uh, the hobbyists who have all these replays. Like, if Nintendo offered ROMs for all the NES, all the NES, Super NES, like if they offered their entire library that they exclusively owned they offered those ROMs on a hypothetical website where you can legally purchase them, you know, let's say however many bucks a pop, depending on whatever the hell Nintendo wants to do, like people will buy them. It's that simple. Man, this is, this is pretty funny. I'm just looking at the standings for the Overwatch League, which I haven't done since like, uh, like March. Okay. 
happens. Things have a changed? No, they have. But it's just funny seeing the win differential. We got Shanghai number one. Okay. Of all teams. Yeah, I was about to say, they've been like the worst one historically, right? Yeah, they, it's like they picked up a bunch of talent from previous years, like other teams. Mm-hmm. But players that were pretty good but weren't getting much playtime, they just picked them all up and they become like this godlike super team that nobody knows how to deal with. Hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's like Voltron, you know? But yeah, they yeah, have a just... 51, a plus, no, a plus 41 win differential. Then we have Whoa. Philadelphia with two losses as well with 37. Then we got San Francisco, surprise, surprise, with a 30, plus 35. And then we got a plus 5, plus 16, plus 15, plus 21, plus 14. And then the rest are all negative. Yeah, that sounds like about right. bottom 12 teams are all negative. Boston has a win differential of negative 41. Oh my gosh. That's got to be painful. They've won 14 maps all year. And how long has the season been for them? Uh, like 20, 20 matches each. Well, no, no, no. How long has the season been so far? Like for the, for these standings, how many, like how much time? There's only two weeks and this is since February. Oh. They've only so won since... 14 maps since February. Oh, it's that's, so... that's rough. Yeah, Boston at this point, everybody's like, man, they just, they suck. There's nothing else. They're they're just they're so bad. Yeah, you get an unintentional so, bye week when you match up against them. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. It, it's at they're they're at a point where it's like, hey, Boston's improving. By that we mean they won a couple team fights. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. They're easily yeah. the Washington football team of Overwatch. Yeah. And then we got Dallas is actually ahead of the Outlaws this, t- this year, which isn't saying much. But Houston is such a weird team. Well, yeah, I remember what, like, early on when I used to pay attention, they were usually, like, in the top five discussion, typically. But it Yeah, that kinda... was back when there was only, like, 12 teams. Yeah, but that is <laughs> it's definitely not been the case since no. then. Yeah, like, they'll just do terrible for so many games in a row. And then they'll just randomly upset like a big okay. team, it's yeah. the weirdest thing. They always, it's always when they win, it's against somebody huge. I see, I see. So they're <laughs> it's like a, so weird. They're like a secret sauce sort of team, you know. They're I don't the, know. Yeah, it, it's pretty the, odd. the black sheep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they'll just like they'll do some like lose to Boston. They they're one they're one of the teams that Boston beat, I think, mm-hmm. and. Both of the teams that lost to Boston, it's like a mark of shame for them. It's like we were one of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, man, I understand. Like, it's it's kind of weird. Like when I think about this, I think about it in terms of like football, right? And what you reminded me of was like the 2015, not the 2015, sorry, like the 2018, seven, either 2017 or 2018 Tennessee Titans. Like they were not a good team. They were like one game above 500 at the end of the year. But the thing was they won some games that they definitely shouldn't have, but like the other team was kind of sleeping and they just went full force that those two games that Mm -hmm. were super big. So they had some huge upsets, but then they got to the playoffs and they had a huge upset in the playoffs, but 
you know, once they got past that first round, they just, you know, returned to their normal selves and got annihilated by the Patriots. So. 11 of their matches, they were swept. Uh, poor guys. <laughs> Basically half of them. This, <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, just some games, man. You just like, you know what? I, I just want to get my bare minimum paycheck and be gone. Yeah, is, they had a time where I think they had a they had like a twelve map lose streak. Yeesh. Yeah. Well, is that the other thing, like with the outlaws, especially that like their their like key player is a dude who mains widow widowmaker, so a sniper main. No, actually, these days the outlaws DPS is pretty good. Okay. Because they got Dante, who's great. Actually, I think Rockus just left. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't recognize any of the players. I think the yeah, one I was thinking of was like Jake is cool or something like that. Oh, Jake's retired. Ah, you see, there yeah, Jake you go. retired. He was the junk rat guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. actually he's one of the casters now. Oh, good for him. <laughs> it's kind of it's really funny because he pretty much casts the match every time the outlaws play. So you keep having to see him comment comment. Yeah, it's just like, I would have done this differently. Being destroyed. It's like, man, stop making him do this. Well, I mean, that's that's basically half of the nationally broadcast uh, football games with the Dallas Cowboys. Every time the Cowboys are playing, like, there's some former Cowboy who's doing the, the, the commentating. You know, Troy Aikman or Tony Romo or, uh, Let's see, a couple of years ago it was Jason Witten, although people kind of shamed him into unretiring from football, so that was kind of awkward. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, and every time they're like super critical whenever Dallas does something dumb, and it's kind of hilarious. Spore? No, I... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, I remember Spore. That was the one... Was that a... I'm blanking on the dude's name. Tim Schaefer. Was that the Tim Schaefer game? No. No, no, no. Who did Spore? That, was, uh, that was one that Maxis did. Well, I, I know the basic premise of it. You know, you start off as like single-celled organisms. Basically, like every stage of evolution, the gameplay style changes a little bit. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the biggest game of all time. And it was kind of like, this is it. Well, yeah. And half of the, what pretty much all the that they had in the trailers was gone mm-hmm. it was just uh, well i mean he, here's the thing i've learned throughout the years especially um you know being in the game design program like if any game is trying to build itself as the biggest thing of all time it's not going to be the biggest thing of all time it's just mm-hmm. not it can't be like the things that end up being the biggest thing of all time are the ones nobody expected were going to be the biggest thing of all time Right. No, but this one's really weird because it definitely had the capability of being what it was hyped to be. Like it had the means, and all of the like the the devs have done epic stuff like this before. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's what's so odd about spores. No one really knows what happens. Well, what what else did the uh, what else did the devs make besides spore? SimCity. 
Right. And The, the Sims. Sims. It was, it was like the biggest, games. two of the biggest games of all time. It's like these guys are capable of making these kind of epic things. And for some reason, this one, I don't. No one really knows what happened to it. At least like with stuff like Bioware. With, with Anthem, it's like, well, it was EA and they were in over their head or something. Mm -hmm. Or like No Man's Sky was an indie dev. Destiny was Activision. But Spore at the time, it was like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's EA and it's easy to say, but this was EA in the mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, they, they were still quite what they are now. Yeah, they were they were still they still put out a lot of quality in the mid. Yeah, they were all right back then. It's it's interesting. Mm. So, alrighty, that's it, y'all. We'll see you again next week, same time for the next episode of Unto the Breach. In the meantime, if you want to get in contact with Joe and I, please feel free to reach out on Facebook or on Twitter. Twitter tag is at Unto the Podcast. And with that, y'all, you have a wonderful day. And please, please, please drink some water. <laughs>